0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Baggies Broadcast, it's season 4, it's episode 25, my name is Luke Hatfield and I am joined by a man who I'm sure tuned in, vividly watched Match of the Day from start to the finish on Saturday evening, Mr Joe Massey.
1: I've watched it more than once mate, I've watched it more than once.
0: (laughs) Oh did you watch a Sunday morning repeat as well?
1: Well I record them anyway. So, yeah, it's just been on repeat, basically, ever since Sunday. You've just got uh, iPlayer on in the background. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm good, mate. I'm good. Uh, how are you, mate? you all right? you calm? Are you relaxed? Are you looking forward to the podcast? Why
0: do I feel like there's an
1: ulterior motive to that comment? Well, no, I'm just looking after you, your welfare, your mate. I'm just... <laughs> Why would that ever be an ulterior motive?
0: I, I don't know. You just you you never care you never care that much for me like this. <laughs> there's a there's a that there, there, you do care for me, but you would never vocalise your caring.
1: Oh, would I not Right, I just want to make sure you're all right, mate, because I know I know last obviously this is the first podcast since we um did the Chris Brunt one. Oh right? yeah, and um, I know that the night before that he told me afterwards that you didn't actually sleep. You were so nervous. <laughs> That's what you said to me afterwards.
0: That I did. Com- I, I did say that. I did say that. Um, yeah, I'm feeling all right, mate. Yeah, I, I mean, I
1: understand it. it. Massive Albion fan. There you are on a camera with Chris Brown, Albion legend. So I understand your nerves. I do understand your nerves. But just surprised, mate. Just surprised that, that it actually kept you awake the night before. But you're all right for this one, aren't you?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm all right for this one. This one's uh, a bit more low-key. Oh, I'm
1: glad. I'm glad you're yeah, all right but,
0: for See, it, you're right. I did say that. It's not because I'm an, <laughs> an Albion fan. We've been through this. I mean, I'd I'd love to know how many times this com- this this topic of conversations arose in the podcast. But it was just, I don't know what it was. I was I was relaxed going into the James Morrison one. People who watched back uh, or listened back. Um, we we'll had we had James Morrison on. It was great fun. It was good banter. There were stories. It was uh it was a great episode. And I was I don't know what it was. But the Brunty one, I was slightly more. Nervous for... it was just, You're on it was edge,
1: just, weren't you? You're on edge.
0: I was, I was. And I must admit, I don't lose sleep very often, but I did ahead of the Brunty podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why. I was lying awake and I was thinking of my intro. I was thinking, oh, how do I do this? I watched it back. In the intro, I don't even look at the camera for about six seconds. I'm that nervous.
1: Couldn't even make eye contact with Brunty. You were so in awe. Exactly, exactly that.
0: Uh And there was something I was going to bring up in that podcast, but I thought it was a bit... um I, I use the term fanboyish, but I'm not an Albion fan. Um, there was there was a moment when I realised that like professional footballers were far and away better than me at football. And I know that sounds stupid to say, but it, it it all became it all came to a fore with me, uh, in a pre-season game which Brunty was taking part in. They were played like Barnsley, I think, at Oakwell. And Brunty, of course, was playing left back for some reason, uh, as he as he was often brought back to do as Mazzola would have him playing. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he pinged. And it must have been about a seventy yard ball from left back to like right wing, and it was like bang on the money. And I was like, "Yeah, I don't think I can do that." And I think it all kind of spawned from that moment. You know, that's what that's where the nerves came from.
1: That was your big fanboy moment. Yeah. Oh bless you.
0: But I'm fine now.
1: You Support Villa, don't you?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: you do, yeah, yeah, of course you do, of course
0: you do. Do you not, do you not see the, the emotion in my tweets when Villa played? <laughs> <laughs> no. I see
1: like, your there's... emotion in the press box when you sat next to me and Albion score.
0: The oh, I'm back, that's completely emotionless.
1: Oh, yeah, of course it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that, though, a big thanks to Brunty for taking part. You've, you've done well to organise that, mate. That's, that's all you.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, he was an absolute gentleman, wasn't he? He's like, such a nice guy, genuinely nice bloke. He's that like, he is... Such a good man, and uh, yeah, did well, didn't I? And uh, I know you're trying. You've been trying to get some guests on as well. I know you've had absolutely no success whatsoever. Yeah, trying um, and failing. Trying and failing, but but I believe in you, mate. I believe one day you'll do it. I, I believe in you.
0: One day it could happen. We'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see. I got big names in the pipeline, but that pipeline does not lead to this podcast. <laughs> it, it leads to it leads to uh, unread, Loads. Yeah. Un, unread emails in unspecified clubs press inboxes yeah that's where that pipeline needs WhatsApp um,
1: messages that um i've got two great ticks oh yeah
0: yeah and it or, really
1: annoys me i've brought that up deliberately you know have you because you've turned off read receipts on your messages
0: yeah right.
1: <laughs> that's so annoying you shouldn't be allowed to do that on whatsapp You should not be allowed
0: uh i think it works both ways though so i don't i don't think i can see if someone's read mine now
1: oh really oh good I you don't deserve so. to you don't deserve to
0: I think so, but that was completely unrelated. That had nothing to do with work. (laughs) Just you know, there's some people who um, are keen to just chat with you constantly. Yeah. And yeah, they're the type. Sometimes they're the type of people they'll read like or or they'll see that you've read a message and not replied, and then get on your back about it.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean.
0: So it was it was it was it was about it was about that. And then there's a couple other people in my life who've who've done that and I'm like, you know what, I'm buying into that. That's a Nah, it's wrong
1: it is. It's wrong. It's one of the beauties of WhatsApp. It's what makes WhatsApp like it's why WhatsApp is no one sends text messages anymore, do they?
0: Oh no, only to like your parents who don't have WhatsApp.
1: Yeah, so it's like a work thing. I would if I didn't know someone I had to text them for work, I would text them. But yeah. um even now I've started to go to the old WhatsApp but Anyway, how long are we into this podcast? Come on.
0: Six minutes. <laughs> six yeah, you're the one who brought up. This is a later podcast for us as well. Thursday, what's that about?
1: I know, yeah.
0: Busy schedules,
1: um, aren't
0: we? Uh, very busy, mate. Yeah, very busy. Um, I'll tell you who, or, or who was busy on uh, on Saturday. You. Um, Chelsea 2, West Brom 5. That's an awful lot of goals to write about in an Albion game, mate.
1: That's an awful lot of goals to write, out, write about in an Albion game, isn't it? I mean, I don't know where you even start with it. I mean, it's Thursday now, like you said. Um, They were just sensational, weren't they?
0: Oh, unbelievable.
1: They were unbelievably good. Um, Unbelievably good. Um, Best performance this season by a long, 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 long way. Arguably one of the best away performances Albion have ever produced in the Premier League. Mm. Um, Yes, um, Chelsea reduced to 10 men for Thiago Silva's red card, but still a massive task, I think. I still think with 1-0 down, even at 2-1 up at half-time, I still think Chelsea would have backed themselves to get a draw at the very least um, with the quality they have um, at their disposal. And Albion were just absolutely fantastic. And the goal, Mbaye Dianga's goal, look, all the goals are stunning. Every single one of them is absolutely stunning. Um, But the team goal um, from Mbaye Dianga's goal has come from a Chelsea corner. I mean, it's total football, really. I mean, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, sent absolutely sensational stuff. Probably the best Albion performance I've ever seen, maybe. Um, there were some stunners in the Championship. Um, there really were, but obviously, um, this is the Premier League. This is Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Mm. Uh, unbeaten Chelsea, 14 games under Thomas Tuchel. They conceded two goals in 14 games, and Albion put five them. Yeah. I mean, you just never once could have b- predicted that game, that scoreline. That it just—it was absolutely fantastic. They were superb. Um, a
0: coupon buster, wasn't it?
1: It was a coupon buster, and look—it Do you know what was really, really interesting about it? Just obviously, everyone knows Albin was superb, um, and it's Thursday morning now, so we don't really need to go like, into how great they were. But just to give it sort of a different kind of spin. In the build-up to that game, Allardyce held his sort of pre-match press conference, as he does every single week. Um, he's actually got one today, um, had a Southampton. And uh, he, ha- he said, we are good enough to be a Premier League side in every single department, with the exception of putting the ball in the back of the net, finishing, basically. Mm. He was like, we're defensively sound, we're defensively good enough, the midfield is strong enough, um, to be a solid Premier League side. The, the amount of chances they create is good enough to be a Premier League side. Um, and he said in every single department, they are basically good enough to be... to, to, to survive, and to, and to survive fairly comfortably, I think. I'm not talking just maybe sort of 14th, maybe that area. Mm. Um, Bar putting the ball in the net, and then you go to Chelsea, and and, and, they, and then they were so clinical... They were so, so, so clinical. Um, it was it was crazy really. Bar one there was probably one chance in the game they didn't really take, which was Pereira could have had a hat trick. Yeah. Um But other than that, they took they they took every opportunity that came their way. They scored five stunning goals. Um it was an unbelievable performance. It completely justified what Allardyce had said in the build-up to the game. Um And it's just given everyone a little bit of hope. I think everyone's got realism. They know the gap's still seven points. They know Albion are running out of games. Time is going to be against them, I think, um, eventually. But it's made it interesting, hasn't
0: it? Yeah, it definitely has. I mean, it's served me right for putting Mendy and goal in Fantasy Premier League, by the way.
1: I mean, we'll we'll have to talk about Sam Johnston later. But do you know what? He's better than Mendy.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean mendy's this is the thing they had such a low bar chelsea with kepper no disrespect to him because he's a professional footballer but he wasn't premier league standard and the money they spent on him was ridiculous and mendy's a step up from him but johnston i mean he's the only the only area i think mendy may be slightly better and it's it's all down to just his genuine size Mendy's a big lad. He can come and maybe claim crosses a little bit better than Johnston, but that's something Johnston's improved upon. But all-round goalkeeper, Johnston's ahead of him.
1: He's ahead of him. This is what I, this is what this is the interesting thing with Johnston. I know obviously there's been um, the athletic did a story yesterday on his future. We followed it up in the paper today. There's we've ripped the story off basically in the paper today. Try not to do that very often, but we have ripped that one off. Um, yeah, I mean there's a lot of talk about Johnston, um, but where he could possibly end up if he was to stay in the Premier League. I think Chelsea could do a lot worse, to be honest. I think he's good enough to play for Chelsea. I genuinely think he's better than Mendy. Genuinely, yeah. genuinely think that. Um, and he costs 16 million quid. I mean, they'd have to sell Kepper or uh, whether they but I mean, for me, he's, yeah, he's 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 good enough to play for them. He really is.
0: Yeah, We'll, we'll get into that subject a little bit later. He's um, still on the Chelsea game. Obviously, the red card is something that is pivotal in terms of you know it's a it's a big occasion in terms of the game and which way it was going because uh, Chelsea had scored. I thought against the run of play, I thought Albion were good eleven v eleven as well. Um, but the red card, I thought Silver was lucky with the first yellow. To be honest,
1: yeah, I completely agree. I don't think anyone can have any um, qualms about the red card. I did see one referee say he wouldn't have sent him off. Oh, come
0: um, on, have it off. That's that's s- silly.
1: Which I think is absolutely ridiculous. Um, he had to go. Like you said, he was, at, he was lucky for the first one. And yeah, just talking points, really. Other talking points about the game. You're absolutely right. 11 v 11. Um, Chelsea, uh, they, they did score against the runner play. Albion with a better team while it was still 11 v 11. Um, and again, you've got to give Allardyce immense praise for that. He went 3-5-2, um, which was bold. It was really, really bold. Like, Albion have been such... have been. A, a, a side transformed basically, ever since the January signings came and ever since Allardyce found this 4-3-3 system, that is where they have been at their best this season. And he'd actually said in the, in the in the weeks before that they, they, they sort of they've got they've got a DNA now, like there's a consistency to their performance that. They do produce every single week. They were lacking a cutting edge for so many weeks, of course. But you, you sort of knew what you were going to get from Albion. They're, they're, very, they're, a lot, they're very, very solid now. You know what you're going to get from Yukuslu, Gallagher and Maitland-Nyne in midfield. Um, But it was a big, big call from Sam to go to three at the back. And it was very clever the way he did Because you looked at it and you went 3-5. You thought it would be 3-5-1-1 yeah. with Pereira behind Diagna. But it wasn't. It was 3-5-2. And... Pereira and Diagno split. They constantly split. They were quite, there was quite a gap between them. And they split so they could press. And so Chelsea couldn't really play out from the back because Allardyce actually said Mendy felt was like a, not a liability, but you could you could force him into mistakes with the ball. Yeah. Um, and that is why Diagno and Pereira split that way. Um, it worked. It really, really, really did work. And it was interesting because obviously we know what happened in the game. Abu fouled one 0 down. I've got to say, I did not realise Sam Johnson saved that free kick oh, from Marcus fantastic Alonso. Fantastic stop! I had absolutely no idea. I didn't realise till um, I'd seen it till much later on. So, like not like late when I got home, like I didn't I didn't realise at all that he um, he saved that. I just thought Alonso smashed it against the post.
0: Oh, it'd be so hard to tell live because he gets to just a tiny fingertip, but it's just enough to put it onto the post.
1: We have rubbish seats as well at Chelsea.
0: Yeah, they are Probably. weird at Chelsea, aren't you? You're almost right by the dugout, aren't you?
1: Well, they moved because because of COVID and that we were in the fan we were in a fan bit, but we were practically by the corner flag. Oh, really? Um, so it was really hard. So like, but I had no idea. Like, it was so bad that you know the Thiago Silva challenges. Yeah, I couldn't even see if they were a foul or not where I was. Um, That's was, strange. We were, that is
0: COVID's, we op- COVID's done a lot of strange things, but that is weird moving you to the corner flag
1: because we were right at the opposite end. But yeah, they fouled behind, and obviously. Rocher has gone down injured. Ivanovic has come on, um, and these, and you can understand why the did that because the system was working. Yeah. Um, it really, really was. I'll be more unfortunate to be behind. Then Ivanovic gets injured, but we've had the Thiago silver red card, and then there, thats the big one of the huge moments of the game. There was a number of huge moments in this game. There really, really was. The Thiago silver red card is a huge moment. You can't say it isn't. It is. Branislav Ivanovic getting injured. Lee Paltio being stripped and ready to come on. And Allardyce going, actually, no. We've got to bring on Cullen Robinson. Go to a 4-2-3-1. Was a huge moment in the game. Another big, big, brave decision from Allardyce. Cullen Robinson comes on. We all know what happens. He scores his obligatory goal against Chelsea. Um, Fantastic. I have to say, the other key moments... um, Shemi Ajay, massive moment where he makes that block on the line. Yeah. Massive, massive moment. Um, and also Kurt Zuma missed a big chance as well for Chelsea. Um, sort of key moments in the game. Albion did capitalise on key moments in the game. They scored their goals very, very quickly together. Mm. Um, obviously Pereira, both in first half stoppage time. The fourth very quickly followed the third, which really sort of I think helped take the wind out of Chelsea's sails. But... There's no doubt about it. Things did go for Albion. They did. They, they have to really if you're going to beat a side like Chelsea. Um, but they, but they were still absolutely sensational. It was all
0: that. It was all their, was all their own, do, own doing. That's the one thing I would say. It, yeah, it was all, all their all own doing. This, yeah. I mean, Chelsea weren't great. That's fair to say. But Albion were were good value. And I I saw some quotes um, from Tuchel afterwards discussing you know XG and and this and that Chelsea actually won on XG which it's, it's one of the few flaws of that stat because I love XG and I know you've come around to it as well but the eye test in that game if you'd have watched that game and not seen the goals you'd have said Albion had won that game yeah yeah 100% yeah even though the XG went against them which was just it was bizarre
1: yeah it's bizarre because I am a convert to XG but it isn't it's just a tool to use isn't it it's not it's not the be-all and end-all. Mm. Um, there is a lot more to it, definitely.
0: I'm glad you kind of name-checked name Shemi Jai there as well because there was a clip that uh, I was tagged in on to. I think you were tagged in as well. I think it's after the third goal. Which, oh, by, yeah. which by the way, was fantastic. I mean, what a finish. Um, where Shemi Jai is quick to kind of... He shows some leadership here and he says he says something down the lines of, we've been here before let's not let it slip and it was in reference obviously to the chelsea game at the hawthorns where they were 3-0 up and they ended up getting pegged back 3-all either mm-hmm. rightly or wrongly but that's a fantastic fantastic bit of of game management from a joy and it does show i think that the players still believe that they can you know at least fight their way and try and get out
1: of the problem that they're in maybe yes yeah, very good point yeah yeah, it's interesting. It's so that's the, that's the one plus of COVID, if you like, that the that the you can you get to hear these little snippets, it's like Carl Bartley, we heard him shout, didn't we, that we need help against Brighton. Mm. Um just those little moments, you don't always catch them, um, with obviously the noise of the crowd. But yeah, really, really interesting. And it's just it's nice to see that side of players, isn't it? It's nice to see that they don't they don't they don't forget. They obviously that Chelsea game was still very much in that first Chelsea game was still very much in a joyous memory. And I thought I've got to be honest, I thought he had an absolutely fantastic game. I think he played for Nigeria Mm. um, during the international break. I can't remember exactly if he played or not. I think he did. I think there was two games. I don't think he played the first one. I think he played the second one. Um, But you've got to remember that one of the reasons I was so surprised Albion went to a back three at Chelsea was because they they don't have time to train together. No. An awful lot of players went away on international duty and they were obviously so settled and done so well, I think, in their 4-3-3, the, the players were literally reporting back Thursday and Friday, and they were playing at 12 o'clock on Saturday. So for Allardyce to change that system, and then for players like Shemi and Jai to come in and play so well, I think, I think they really deserve an awful lot of credit for it. And I have to say, I know I said this earlier, but the, the decision from Allardyce to go free at the back was so brave because he essentially matched Chelsea up. You, yeah. you can't match Chelsea up because they play 3-4-2-1 which is like basically a system I think Brighton have played it at points this season but that is a very very unique system um, but he matched them up as best he could now me being I would have thought if you match Chelsea up they'll beat you yeah you're you your opposite like there's no we all know Chelsea have got a better starting 11 than Albion So if they win their individual duels, you would expect them to win the game. So I I was so surprised to see him do that. But he did it and it really, really worked. Um, So I just think, yeah, Allardyce and obviously all the players deserve immense credit for that. Um, Because it was a surprise. It was a surprise to see those changes.
0: Yeah, and credit Sam Johnson for getting an assist as well for that first goal.
1: I know, yeah. It was hilarious when it was going around that he's got one more assist than... Adam Triore.
0: They're, they're equal now, aren't
1: they? They are now, which is really disappointing. Um, but that was hilarious.
0: Yeah, well, it did give did give me a chuckle. Um, big Sam, then I mean, there's a lot of talk about him and Albion. Does he does he hang around next season, uh, regardless of whether in the Championship or uh, the Premier League? That's a big question. It's one he's kind of discussed recently.
1: Yeah. So it's last last Thursday. Um, press conference for Chelsea Um, they're difficult difficult at the moment press conferences there's no there's no no point in denying that it's it's very very hard to know what to ask everyone knows what sort of Albion's plight is where they are in the table what they've got to do it's not it's not the easiest situation to be in Um, but yeah I just I just asked him last week I just said Sam have you thought about if Albion do go down if we do go down what what do you wanna stay next season? Um And he sort of he gave a he gave a really, really interesting answer, I thought. And first and foremost that he did confirm he, he effectively confirmed the break clause in his contract. Hmm. Um He I can remember at his first press conference it is his unveiling, he was very, very reluctant to talk about that. But he did actually say last week that basically there's an agreement in place, no matter what happens, that there's Sam and Luke and the board are gonna sit down at the end of the season, they're gonna discuss it and they will then make. If if Allardyce wants to go, he can go. If Albion want him to go, he will go. Um, if obviously they both want to stay, then they'll talk it through that way. But they they could, both of them have got the right to walk away basically this summer. Yeah. Um. So that was interesting. That first and foremost, he re- revealed that, and then the second thing he said was that he, he would be. He does. I think he does. He does want to stay. Really, he, he wants to stay. He would want to have a a big discussion about where the club is at financially, which players are going to be retained, which players are going to be sold. What is his transfer budget going to be? He essentially said, I think he used the words pretty minor be exact quote, but he said, I'm not messing about. He said, if I'm in the championship, I'm in it for one year. Mm. Um, I'm only going down to the championship. If I believe I can get us back up um, at the first time of asking. Um, <clears throat> and he said, it will essentially come down to the budget. And if he feels he has got a competitive enough budget um, to bring Albion back straight away. Um, which I think is which is which is really fair. I think I don't I don't think he's asking for anything Chris Wilder wouldn't be asking for, or yeah. any other manager really of that sort of calibre. If you want I mean he, at the end of the day, he is Sam Allardyce. He, he has an unbelievable career as a manager. If you Chris Wilder e- equally the same, if you want that calibre of manager, they are gonna want those reassurances, aren't they? would be same if it was Eddie Howe or anyone like that really, someone with um like a decent CV, who isn't sort of looking up at Albion envious, enviously, if you like. Mm. Um, um, so, yeah, that, that, that's what he said. I mean, it's a weird one. When when Allois first got the job, I I was told by someone that he's made it pretty clear that he will go if they go down. Yeah. Um, he doesn't really fancy. Being in the championship, he, he sees himself as a Premier League manager. This he's ne- he obviously had never answered the question until last week. But I have to say, I, the, as the weeks have gone on, I've always felt he is really enjoying this. Uh, he's he, I think he really likes being at the club. I think he's I think he's got a really good relationship with Luke Dowling and and Ken, the CEO. Um, and I I just got the impression that he he is enjoying it and he is very very comfortable. Um, at Albion he is happy there and that's sort of I think that was really confirmed really by by how he answered last week that he would be he does want he would stay he does want to stay even if relegation does happen um but yeah it's gonna be very very interesting very very interesting to see if um what I mean they'd be fascinating to be at that meeting wouldn't it at the end of the season what do Albion say what does Allardyce say yeah um yeah, it's, and it's gonna come down to those individuals. There's no point in second guessing it as well. I think I've said this on the podcast before, because there'll be someone listening to this who is absolutely adamant Allardyce should stay, and there'll someone who'll be listening to this who'd be absolutely adamant Allardyce should go. So you just don't know what the people around that table are thinking. It is gonna yeah. come down to those decision makers. Um, if Albion do go down. Of course if he does if Albion do stay up, categorically, um, Allardyce will be managing next season.
0: Yeah, it's it's an interesting one because I did see Allardyce was getting some flack from some fans after those comments saying, "Oh, of course, he just wants he just wants some money. He's not wanting to stick it out." I, like you, I think it's very fair. I mean, if you if you're a manager in in Allardyce's position, of course you want to be challenged. And if you hear that the club aren't going to have any money to spend, I'm not saying this is going to be the case. If they're not going to have that much money to send, spend. You know, the player sales might not generate too many funds for for incomings. Then, of course, you're going to second guess it because you're going to say, "Well, am I am I you know the man to to lead a club in that kind of position?" I, I think he's perfectly fair in, in in those comments, and there are some people who will criticise it, and there are some fans who uh, rightly or wrongly believe that you know players and managers and and coaches have the same like affinity to the club that, that a fan does a fan can never change clubs but you can't expect players and managers to think exactly the same unless unless they themselves are a fan
1: yeah he's not asking for anything like I said that any other top manager really would ask for um he really really isn't in, in, in football it doesn't every club has got their perception. And it doesn't matter what's going on behind the scenes, really, because it never, ever gets taken into account. Yeah. So wh- what I mean by that is, like, I-, I wouldn't take the Celtic job now. I wouldn't take mm. it in a million years, because as far as I'm... Go- and I think a lot of people will feel like this. If you don't win the league with Celtic, you failed. Simple as oh, that. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good Rangers are. It doesn't matter how good Rangers are. Because if you don't win the league with Celtic, you failed. Brendan Rodgers is obviously a fantastic manager, but his reputation was enhanced because he won so many league titles with Celtic. It doesn't matter that, that um, Rangers weren't there for half of them and that his only competition was Aberdeen, who were never going to win it. His reputation is enhanced because he won all those leagues with Celtic. That's why he got the Leicester job. If you go to Celtic now at Eddie Howe, say Eddie Howe goes there, and he, and he doesn't win it because... Rangers are absolutely superb under Steven Gerrard for two years. Eddie Howe's a failure. And it'll, it'll, the next job, people will look at that and be like, well, you couldn't do it at Salwick. And that's it'll be similar with Albion in the sense that you can't... Next season, Albion, if they're in the championship, they will be expected to be top six minimum. Yeah. But if Albion turn around and say, if Gouch and Lai turns around and says, I've got no money... um. We're selling everyone. We're selling Sam Johnston. We're selling Shamir Jai. We're selling Mateus Pereira. We're not replacing any of the low knees. I mean, this isn't going to happen. But if and then they finish ninth, the manager... No one's going to take that into account. Everyone's going to be like, West Brom, You only lowest ever position in the last 20 years is fourth in the championship. And you finish ninth. It won't look good. No. It won't look good on that manager to finish ninth with West Brom in the championship next season. It just won't. Whoever it is. Whatever goes on behind the scenes. So... Any manager has got to, he's got to have assurances he's going to get the tools to have the job. And with the greatest respect, like with Big Sam, he has got an unbelievable reputation in the game, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. He's 66 years old. Everyone sort of, even if you don't like his football or whatever, even if you don't like him, everyone respects what he's achieved in the game. He doesn't need to finish his season. He doesn't need to finish his career Having a poor season with West Brom in the Championship, does he? No. He doesn't want to go out that way. He doesn't want to bow out that way. So of course he wants to sit down and be given assurances that he feels he gets what gets what he needs to um, do the job. But I've got to say, the only thing I'll say, the only other thing I'll say is look, Albion are going to be financially strong in the Championship next season. They are, even with Gauthier and um they will be financially strong. They're going up last season was absolutely massive. They're going to have parachute payments, of course. They will be, They will have a fiercely, fiercely competitive budget in the Championship next season. So, so for that reason, I think ultimately, Allardyce will want to stay no matter what. Um, but whether he does or not, we'll have to wait and see because there might be people on the board who think a different manager... Is the way to go. Chris Wilder's the way to go, maybe. So we'll have to wait and see.
0: We will see. Uh, side note on Eddie Howe: Have you seen John Percy's tweet about him?
1: Oh, do you know what? I meant to put that in our little group last night. Um, oh, there was some
0: needle in that, wasn't there?
1: There was some needle in that. Yeah. Oh, I was surprised you've... at that. I was surprised.
0: If anyone's not seen that, just just go onto Twitter and search for John. Is Percy. it still there? I wonder oh, he it, that. it must be. He wouldn't. He wouldn't put that down, surely
1: that Surely was not. that was a surprise i mean john percy i mean I, i've i've got no 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 qualms in saying that he is when it comes to transfer news he is the best journalist in the country he like not even in the midlands in the country of breaking transfer exclusives he is fantastic um but really really nice guy really like quite quiet really um
0: it's still there
1: still there so, if anyone wants to know, so Sky tweeted, Sky Sports tweeted, Eddie Howe is not close to joining any club, and his plans remain to not return to management until the summer at the earliest. Percy straight in there with forty defeats from the last sixty games. He can take his time. Oh, that! John <laughs> Percy.
0: <laughs> Let's be honest. If he if he gets a job, I don't think John Percy will be top of his uh, press conference uh, invite list. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that was no. I mean, that was venomous. Uh, that that's that's exactly the content I'm there on Twitter for, though. By the way, absolutely superb. Thinking of adoption? We have all the information you need at Adoption at Heart, your regional adoption agency for the Black Country. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council, Dudley Metropolitan Borough Council and Sandwells Children's Trust and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book on to the next virtual information event? Visit heart.org.uk to see the next available dates and to book your place. Or call 01902 553818.
1: Shall we go on to questions? Yes, it is. Questions.
0: Questions, questions, questions. Okay, so... First one comes from Daniel Tudge. He says, "If we don't follow up that fantastic result with another win, it will be pointless." But does that great mood and that result has caused lead to more optimism for the future beyond this season?
1: Um, so, like that is, like, I mean, Aldi has essentially said that is what he's going to say to the players on Monday. That's going to, one, of, one of his final messages is going to be: "Don't just throw it away. Like you're a sensation at Chelsea, don't throw it away." by losing today. Look, Southampton game, we'll get onto it, but it's, it is It is must win. Obviously, uh, Albany are kind of in a situation where every game is must win, but you look on paper and it's probably the easiest game they've got left. Yeah. Based based on the league table. Look, you were at Southampton, we've talked about it a lot um, in the past. They were sensational that day at St Mary's. Um, I thought they were going to really sort of storm the league, if you like, and finish really high up. I thought they'd be like where West Ham are, really. Mm. Um, they were so good that day. And they were, weren't they, for a long time. They were sort of very high up, maybe fifth after 10 games, 12 games or something like that. And then they've obviously fallen fallen away quite quite badly, really. There's uh, some, some Southampton fans were
0: worried about relegation.
1: Um, so they have to beat Southampton. They have to. Um, if we're being realistic, they have to beat them. Um, so yeah, that's the message. And I think it has given hope for the future. I think it's weird. Uh, we've said up. we've up. on the, it must've kind of been last week because that, that was the Brunty one, but the one before it is very, very odd how Allardyce polarizes opinion. He, he is Marmite really people, people love him or hate him. Um, but after Chelsea, more people are loving him. Mm. Um, so it does give you, it does give you a lot of hope for the future. It, He is—he is that character. I don't know. When I say character, it's a poor choice of word. I'm not quite sure why Allardyce is so divisive, Um, and and how he how he causes these swings. But like, if Albion do lose the next two games, he won't have many fans again. But if they were to win two and get a draw, win one of them, and if they were to beat Southampton and then get a draw, it'd be the best thing since sliced bread. He is very. It's strange, really, the swings you have with him. Um, but I think it has given everyone optimism for the future. I think it's proven what he said all along, that his sides are capable of playing very good football. Mm. Um, I think he, he is very unlucky um, with the reputation he's got. He definitely does play... His, his sides do play some decent football. Um, they do. They are built on, on, on safety first, on keeping clean sheets, but so are Man City now. So are Chelsea. Um so yeah, I think it. I think it definitely does give give a bit more optimism for the future. Definitely.
0: Yeah, um, Alan, um, good good, uh, a long time listener. Alan um, says good. what friend
1: of the pod is that? What you're trying to say? Uh,
0: yeah, I, I I still don't know if he's my friend or not. <laughs> he doesn't like me, does he? He doesn't like me. Um, what, what do we know? He
1: does like? You. What are you
0: talking about? I don't know. He, no, no, you didn't he tweet something which was like he was very he was very your side over my days off
1: oh yeah well that's cuz he's got that's cuz he's sensible
0: <laughs> fair enough uh what do we know about the latest prospective buyer's rumored to be interested in buying the baggies
1: so not a lot really um there's something reported
0: in the national press wasn't it
1: um yeah it was isn't it? neil moxley reported it in the mirror um just uh, basically that i think the crux of the story was that well, that album have been granted liars granted exclusivity to a party who are interested in buying it. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast, um, in the past. Um, in my opinion, um, yeah, I don't, what, or from, look, this what we know, what we know is, what do we know? We know Gauchan Lai wants to sell. We know that for a fact. I'm starting to think he's getting more desperate to sell. If I'm being honest, from things Hmm. I hear, which is a concern because you don't want him to just to sell to anyone um he definitely wants to sell he is probably becoming more more getting a bit more desperate, so I think that's probably fair to assume um but as far as I'm aware, nothing is close nothing uh, nothing i don't there's a massive issue with the valuation of Albion, which we've said a million times before um Obviously, Lie bought it for the best part of two hundred million pounds. I think there's people interested in buying it for roughly half that, um, but they're a long. It's a long way away. It's a long way away. I, from what from what I gather, and I could be wrong, um, but from what I gather, there's nothing imminent. Um, and I got to say, with these stories, like they're not. If you see me write something on a takeover, if you see Joe Chapman at the Birmingham Mail write something on it, if you see Steve Madeley write something on it, then I would feel like it was picking up. But I think at the moment, the situation we're in is that people have contacted Albion to buy them. I think Albion, those people are still interested in buying them. I don't think they've gone away. Um, But the issue is the valuation. Um, And I think what they want to pay is probably a fair price um but it's nowhere near what lie bought it for
0: yeah Um, and rich people don't get rich by buying something for twice as much as they sell it for
1: yeah i mean the truth is lie has been jeremy peace did a great job on him um he oversold he he sold the club for more than it was worth um he he did and the chance lie is going to find it very very difficult to get that money back um but yeah, I don't want this going on any websites or being quoted anywhere, but from what I have, just for the purposes of this podcast, I don't think anything's close, I don't I don't I don't think anything's close. Hmm. Um but that, that doesn't mean to say there isn't interested parties, because there definitely are interested parties. Um but I wouldn't be getting excited at this moment in time, I really wouldn't. Fair enough. Um Tom Hunt,
0: if Callum Robinson is to start, who drops out of the team? Connor Gallagher will also be available to play again. Yeah, it was interesting because Gallagher couldn't feature against his parent club, but there'll be enforced changes for Southampton because I don't think Dario looked like he would be back straight away. I mean, it might be wrong. And then obviously, Callum Robinson puts in the performance he did.
1: Yeah, so for me, it has to be Connor Gallagher that misses out and that's through no fault of his own. Um, it's just that they were... Fantastic! That uh, the team that finished Chelsea has to start um, Southampton for me, hmm. um, and that's obviously four two three one. Yukuslu Maitland-Niles in the middle, a giant alongside Bartley, um, Pereira in the ten, Robinson on the left, Phillips on the right, Younger up front. I think I think you've got to go with it now. You've got to win the game. You've got to win the game. It's as simple as that. Um, Callum Robinson's going to be buzzing. Absolutely buzz in. Um I think I said before, I I'm not I'm part of me thinks Maitland Niles and Gallagher are too similar. Um yeah. I see where
0: you're coming from. They're both like similar in terms of full of energy, box to box.
1: But not the most creative. Yeah. Um I think they're both fabulous players. Um but yeah, if you're playing a midfield free, I think perhaps it could be more balanced with a more creative central midfielder, like a James Ward prowse maybe. Um in there with like that sort of type, someone who can ping balls around. Mm. Um so I think it has to be Gallagher just and it would be Maitland Niles if 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 it was Maitland Niles who didn't play at last weekend and now been putting in that fantastic performance. Then it would be Maitland-Niles on the bench. But it was Gallagher who missed out because it was Chelsea. Um, and for that reason, I think you've got to go with that team. I think you've got to. It'd be, I, I think it would be so harsh to put Robinson back on the bench. Um, yeah, after it, that. it would be. I mean, he did not deserve seen... it. He deserves more minutes anyway. Um, he's got to play.
0: It'll be interesting to see what they do there. Um, John, Hughes is—is there any rumor uh, any truth in the rumor? Sorry that Sam Johnson is available for seven and a half million. Why do Albion generally have a poor record at re-signing their top young talent? Uh,
1: so, so, I, don't think, so, I don't
0: think the club will have a price like a, a price saying this is what needs to be met right now. I think they'll probably take a look at things in the summer and say, "Look, this is where we are. This is how good Sam Johnson's been." they'll probably have a price tag in their head, but I don't think it'd be quite that low.
1: Yeah, I mean, the figure is 7.5 to 10 million was the figure quoted in The Athletic. Um,
0: I'd be gutted if you went for that price. Isn't it? I'd be, if, if for 10
1: million? For. With one year left on his contract?
0: I just... Well, the, 10 million is acceptable. Anything less than that, oh, I wouldn't be happy. I mean, when you look at, like, because Ramsdale went for eighteen.
1: Yeah, I know, but
0: and I, I know it's a different situation, and you know we're after a, we're, we're coming out of a pandemic, so there's not going to be as much money flying around, and the question mark, you know, the 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 piece which which Steve Madeley wrote did did raise serious questions over who would actually be willing to spend money on Sam Johnston because he would improve a lot of teams, but a lot of teams have players in those positions already, who and it although he would be an improvement, would he be enough of an improvement to to warrant spending serious money?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think, um, it's interesting because we got into a debate a couple of, I don't know, it was was a couple of months ago, I think, about how much Pereira would go for. Mm. And I said on this podcast about 15 million and then I got a bit of stick for it. People said he should go for about 25. And I backed down and said, okay, twenty five. Now I've changed my mind again. I think about 17, 18 million, which is what's actually been quoted in, in one th- website. I don't know where, I think Johnson, I think 10 million would be, he, just because Sheffield United, just because Sheffield United spent too much money on Ramsdale, doesn't change the market. Whoever wants to buy Albion for a hundred million pounds, they don't go, Oh lie, you bought them for 200. Oh, I'll give you 200 million then. Mm. Like, it doesn't work like that. Ram Sheffield United got it wrong with Ramsdale, in my opinion. They've overspent on him. I don't he's a half decent keeper, he's not worth 18 million pounds. No. Um So that doesn't set the bar for Johnston. Um Yeah, I'd say about ten million, twelve million, ten to twelve million, twelve million I'd I'd probably be. I think you'd have to one year on his contract. I think the piece what what the piece was trying to... Well, how I read read the piece and what I understand from calls I've made since is, Albion look, if Albion go down, everyone knows when you get relegated you have to bring in some money. Yeah. You have to do that, really. So there's only really two assets they've got to sell, I think, um, and that's Johnson and Pereira. I can't see anyone bat- battering down the doors for, it, for any of the other players at this moment in time. So chances are Albion are going to have to bring some money some money in. Sam Johnson is going to be a player interested in a lot of clubs. 10 12 million, if that's what they can get for him. They're not... Albion aren't, like... I don't, I don't know what word I can use on this podcast, really. I don't know what... But, like, they're not knobs. Can like, I say that?
0: Just, yeah, yeah, you can say that.
1: Like, it's not really fair to keep Sam Johnston if a Premier League club is knocking on the door with 10 to 12 million pounds it's not really fair to keep him like he is his salary is going to be cut by 40 or 50% in the summer but mm. if we go down he's he's in the England squad like he's made he's done so much for the club it's not right for the club to say I'll tell you what we need money but we're not going to sell you you're going to have to just take a pay cut and then We'll just let you leave for nothing next year. Like it's just not gonna. It's not. It's just not gonna work out like that. I just so I just think that really, I think that's the bottom line. Is that it, it? Would be the right thing to do to let him go if Albion go down, because a they can't afford to lose him for free in twelve months' time. B they're going to need some money in, and C Johnson deserves it. Like he's he's in the England squad. He's not going to get back in the England squad playing in the championship next season.
0: Hmm. I agree so I think, with you there.
1: I think that's all the piece is trying to say, really. It's not It's not like... I don't, he's a human being, like, at the end of the day. You can't hold people back. Like, there's not... He's just a nice, he's a nice lad. He's a nice lad. He, and, look, look, fingers crossed, he stays at Albion. Albion stay up, he stays in the Premier League. Or he says, no, do you know what? I'm guaranteed to play here every week. I think we can get back up at the first time of asking. I'll I'll sign a two year, I'll sign a year contract extension maybe. Um, so he's, he'd have two years left on his deal. I'll do one year in the championship if we get up. Great, I'm back in the Premier League. If not, I'll I'll leave then. That's so there. There is options, uh, but I've spoken before about how I think it's in his best interest to go now. Really, if if Albion do go down, mm. um. Yeah, and I think I think that's the the gist of it, really.
0: I agree with you, and I see where you're coming from. The only thing I would say is, yes, he's a nice guy, and obviously, you know, he's given time to Albin. He has signed a contract, which I mean, essentially says I'm willing to commit this time to you, and obviously other things come into it. I'd if I was Albin, I'd want closer to fifteen, seventeen million, but that's me, and. I see where you're coming from and saying, you know, Sheffield United's bad business doesn't reflect, you know, the value of other players. I kind of disagree with that a little bit. Just in the fact that Albion can say, look, I mean, Ramsdale's younger, yes, but Johnston's, you know, approaching his prime, what, he's 28? Yeah. Just got an England call-up. I think those are things that you could argue, well, you'd probably want around a similar price tag for him.
1: But Mendy, and, Mendy cost 16000000 million, didn't they? yeah. So,
0: is and we just said Ram we 10? just said earlier that he's better than
1: Mendy. Yeah, yeah, he is better than Mendy, but but Johnson's only got one year left in his contract. Yeah, you, you're saying that, um, like he signed that contract, he absolutely has. So, but but that means he can stay with Albion and leave next summer for nothing.
0: Oh yeah, that's the worst case scenario I think for everyone because then Johnson has to deal with a year in the Championship, where. I don't think it would go down this way but it's happened with previous players where there's been a dispute over this and they've ended up not playing for a year or you know being in and out and sometimes it affects a player's form. I don't think anyone wants that. I think everyone would love an amicable solution where they have two or three clubs after Johnston then they can say, look, we've got a little bit of a bid in war but we can tell you categorically by the deadline if the highest offer that comes in from Premier League club will eventually accept so everyone's happy. So West Brom get you know close to what he's worth or what they think he's worth. Johnson gets a Premier League move, and then Albion have money to reinvest elsewhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, and I think that's what some, I think something like that is what will happen. Really,
0: mm. um, it all depends on on a, on teams wanting him, I guess. And there will be when... teams who will iron him up, and you know, but teams need to be willing to spend the money.
1: Because so, the teams who might want him is interesting because you look at there was a point, and this is only from like yesterday, and obviously this being brought to the fore. But you're looking at it, and you did think at one stage, oh, actually, there's not, not actually going to be that many teams looking for a goalkeeper. Mm. But then actually, you think again, and you're like, Fabianski is going to be 36 this month at West Ham.
0: Yeah,
1: 36 is getting. I know keepers go like uh, can play a lot older, but. 36. I didn't realise he, he was that old. 36 is quite old, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Um.
1: So West Ham are probably going to be in the market for a goalkeeper. I still think Leeds should go for Johnston. I know they got Mes Mesley, is it? Mesle? Yeah. And but he's t- he's 21. Like he's very young, very inexperienced. You would expect highs and lows with him. Mm. T- to me, Johnston's a much surer bet. Um We all know Lloris could leave Tottenham in the summer. Um,
0: They've they've (laughs) got Gazzaniga as a backup who looks like he's on his way out as well, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's not good enough to be Tottenham number one. Um,
0: That'd be a great move, by the way, for Johnson. No disrespect, that's a brilliant move if if Spurs, if that that was to work its way out.
1: And I still think, honestly, if I was Chelsea, I'd buy him. (laughs) I'd honestly buy him if I was Chelsea. Mm. I would.
0: And what um, would you do what would you do about replacement because you've got two youngsters in Alex Palmer and Josh Griffiths? Or would you go out and buy someone?
1: I'd go with Button and Palmer for next season and I'd give Griffiths one more year. Okay. Alone. That would be my that would be my what I would do. Um if it comes to it.
0: What about someone like a Tom Heaton?
1: Yeah, because so int- yeah, Tom Eaton is probably going to be available on a free, isn't
0: he? I think Villa are trying to up time down with a new deal, but he needs to kind of accept that he'll be second choice there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be happy with Tom Eaton as well, yeah. I think he's a great keeper. Great keeper.
0: At championship level as well, if they were to go down. I um, mean, I'd argue he's the best keeper in the league.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, he'd be a smashing signer. Ben Foster could come back. He's not playing for Watford at the minute.
0: Oh yeah, there's like a um, a youngster who's come in there. I not there?
1: Yeah.
0: Question from Tom Goff: uh, Do you think there's any chance of keeping hold of Pereira if relegated?
1: i oh, personally, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. It's there's just, just it, nothing. There's the, nothing in that, by the way. Like I don't know anything. I, I just don't think so.
0: Yeah, that's that's the downside of putting in performances like he did against Chelsea, because he was he was very very good against Chelsea, of course, two goals and a couple of assists too, which by the way, is making our bet, which we put at the start of the season awfully close now, um, that he puts in performances like that and then all of a sudden teams are maybe ironing him up.
1: So you you need to explain our bet now because it's been a while
0: So the bet was um, goal involvements. I said Jack Grealish would have more goal involvements than Mateus Pereira. Joe, you think otherwise. Um what's really hurting me is jack Grealish's ongoing injury uh and the fact that Albion have, have turned it up a little bit uh and we we never decided what the winner or the loser would do did we did we not did we did we not it might have actually been a profile picture
1: no no wasn't it something like we're going to renandos with one of the? is it something like whoever that wins was a
0: fantasy f- that was a fantasy league the winner of the fantasy league joins us for Hernando's.
1: Yeah, but I think we whoever loses this bet pays for it.
0: Oh, yeah, that's okay. I think that might be right.
1: Yeah, I think that was something
0: like that anyway. If Jack Grealish loses this, you're drinking water, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've, what... I haven't even keeping an eye on Fantasy League. I, I genuinely, it's, I've, done, I've, I've not even updated it like my team.
1: But it's sixteen to twelve, is it at the moment?
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: Sixteen to twelve. So it's goals and assists as a goal involvement. Obviously, Pereira was boosted his numbers by four, didn't he, against Chelsea? Yeah. He'll be Try ahead of you out of Southampton. Do you want
0: to know the top three are currently in um, the 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 baggies broadcast fantasy league? Go on. Michael Jones with Magic Mike eleven is top. Yeah. Kieran Maguire. With OK by, is second. And Danny Wright with Yo-Yo FC is in third.
1: How can he be second with his team called that? It's like he's only been playing since January.
0: I've, I'm not sure. But, I mean, he's second. Is that how bad
1: everyone else is? That he only started playing in January and he's second?
0: <laughs> OK Mbaye also went for Mendy and goal, which is a a screaming indictment of his belief in Albion's back-up <laughs> Chelsea. <laughs> Don't worry, a lot of us did that, I think. Um, so, yeah, that, that's heating up. Um, double, we'll double-check those stats um, just to see. We've we got to consider which, which stat website are we going by, Transfer Market, where they give you an instance yeah, for yeah. penalty one.
1: Yeah, yeah, go by okay. Transfer Market. Okay, okay. Um, so, yeah, just, but just back to the question. So it's, it does kind of all tie together, but from what I can remember, it's 12 gold involvements, if you call them, um, now for Pereira um for let's be honest a, a team that has struggled all season particularly in the first half of the season mm. um he's got 7 goals i back him to get 10 i do I he's back on penalties to, as well isn't he um eight games left can pereira score three more goals i definitely definitely think he can i think if he gets 10 goals and a couple more assists in a team, an Albion team that could still go, that may end up going down, I think that's a phenomenal return. You know.
0: Mm. Are we doing all competitions here, or just Premier League? Why? Because Grealish has a goal in the EFL Cup. And no. <laughs> in which case, Grealish has got six Premier League goals and twelve Premier League assists.
1: I say. 18.
0: 18, 18 goal involvements.
1: Oh no! What's Pereira got then?
0: I'm just, I'm just getting that one up.
1: Oh, that's a worry.
0: Yeah, my my only worry is how long is this injury gonna be holding him back. Pereira's got. See, this is it though. You're missing out on a goal as well because he got a goal in the FA Cup. Uh, 12 goal involvements for Pereira
1: it is 12 God it is 12 mm. well, I, see, I thought it was 16 and 12 but it's 18 and 12
0: that makes me feel a little bit more comfortable
1: yeah that makes me feel a little bit less comfortable
0: oh mate I'm going to order a jumbo platter
1: hopefully he won't play again this season Grealish
0: oh as long as he's fit for the Euros I'm happy um Okay. Any more questions? Any more questions? What is the likelihood of signings this summer with COVID, etc.? Says Anil Shima. Apologies if I got that name wrong.
1: Um, yeah, like I said earlier, I think I think there will be signings this summer. Well, they're, they're, to be honest, there has to be. Uh, I think they need a new midfield. Uh, need, need, yeah. Well, we need midfielders. We need. I still think we need a striker. Um, yeah, if New goes back. Um, yeah, there will be, and Alvin will be strong financially in the in the in the championship if they go down. Um, they will be strong financially. so, And obviously they'll be strong if they stay up as well because they'll be another year in the Premier League. I, I, I think if... Obviously there's sort of deals in place to sign Diagne and Yacuzhlu if they stay up anyway. So, um, Oh, Yacuzhlu would tear up the Championship. Yeah, I don't know if it's a guarantee. I mean, I think Yacuzhlu one is going to be very, very interesting in the summer because I think that, I think there'll be a bidding war now.
0: Oh, yeah. There's um, so many sides that could do with a player like him.
1: Um, so yeah it's a, there'll be a long way to go but um, yeah def- there will be sign-ins there will be, don't worry about that there will be sign-ins
0: ok a couple uh, good ones now first one comes from Devonshire Baggies you can go on a night out with either Big Sam or Simon oh, no. Billich I'm talking food, drinks and nightclub who are you picking and why he says personally I'd go for Big Sam as I think his night out would get you more for your money
1: yeah, I mean, it's I, interesting
0: because I think a night out with with both would be very, very different.
1: Yeah, me too. I think I don't know. Would they be different? I don't know if they would.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I I could see like a night out with Big Sam being an absolutely mental night out. You know, one where you just like you wake up in the morning, and you kind of remember what's happened. Whereas with <laughs> Billich, I feel like it would be a bit more. I don't know the way to describe it. Not classy, because I'm sure Big Sam's a classic, a classic guy on a night out as well. But it'd be like you'd go to like a, a more like a loungy place with Billich, whereas Big Sam strikes me more as a proper nightclub, like. <laughs> we've all we've all seen we've all seen Big Sam and and dancing to Rihanna, haven't we? Yeah,
1: we have all seen that. Yeah,
0: that's what a night out with Big Sam would be like. I don't know which I'd go for.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously uh, both would be very, very interesting. Um, big Sam is really winning me round, but I would, I'd have to pick Slaven, wouldn't I?
0: Yeah, you still, you do love Slavin. Um, next one, uh, GWBA. This would be interesting because I know you love talking England. Who's your twenty-three man England squad to take to Euros?
1: Oh, I can't do that now.
0: Okay, big names. Who, who's who's missing out for you? Who's who's making it in? Jack Grealish, does he get in?
1: Yeah, Grealish gets in, yeah.
0: Does he start?
1: No, he doesn't start. Um,
0: Did you see Neville and Carragher? They left out Sancho, didn't they?
1: Yeah, t- uh, uh, do you know what? I think I'd leave him out. Really? Mm. For his performance as an England shirt, sure, I think I'd leave him out.
0: Oh no, his club form's got to get him in for me.
1: Very, He'd be unlucky, because obviously his club form is so good, but he's never done it for me for England. Um... Oh, but if he did. Yeah, but if he did, you've only got 23 places and I think you've got players who could argue are more likely to.
0: What, you uh, think Rashford's more likely to turn it on than Sancho? 100%, yeah. 100%?
1: Really? Yeah. yeah, 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 gotcha. Okay, what about Bellingham? Be- yeah, Bellingham goes for me. But he's a central midfielder, isn't he? Yeah. Dyer. Uh, uh, the defenders one's a really, a really big issue. So, like, like the Grealish thing, Grealish goes, but he, he's on the bench. And anyone who thinks he should start is, quite frankly, an idiot. He should uh, start, mate. But That's me. <laughs> like, I genuinely think that as a footballer, Grealish is better than Rashford. But, I th- Rashford, I think but Rashford of, has to start because outside the,
0: of Harry Kane. I think he's our best forward, forward thinking player.
1: But but the very it's like it's a bit like XG and the uh, like for the only thing that actually matters at the end of the day is the scoreline, right? Yeah. So Rashford has scored twenty goals this season. Grealish has six.
0: Yeah, but he's he's, he's laid on twelve assists.
1: Yeah, but so will Rashford let's have a look at Rashford's assist on transfer Market. We're getting into absolute overtime here.
0: Oh yeah, so but I mean this is this one this one's gotta be discussed.
1: Nine assists.
0: He's got one more goal involvement and he's played thirty games. If I'm destroying your argument here.
1: No you're not, you're not. Because if what you He's played
0: 22 Premier League games. He's played eight less games. He's got one less goal involvement.
1: You need to stick the ball in the back of the net. The way, the way England... That's, what, set that's up... what
0: Harry Kane's there for.
1: No, but he, you can't just rely on Kane. You can't just rely on him to score. England, the way England's set up, if they're going to play 4-3-3, they need goals from their forward line. Sterling will give you goals. He will. Kane will give you goals. He will. Rashford will give you goals. He will. You need goals. And Rashford puts the ball in the net a lot more frequently than... He's a a 20-goal-a-season striker. He's a a 20-goal-a-season striker. That is why Rashford has to play. And that is why he will play. The first game against Scotland, the front three, if fit, will be Kane, Sterling and Rashford. And that is the right decision to make. Now, across the tournament, it will develop. The team that start, starts a tournament is never the team that finishes the tournament. And Grealish might come in, play really well and earn a spot in the team. But as it stands, it has to be Rashford, Kane and, and Sterling. It has to be.
0: Hmm. We will see. I mean, I'll agree to disagree. Last one. Trent Alexander-Arnold In fact second to last one cuz the last one uh, you, I know what your answer will be about the mask anyway
1: I don't I genuinely don't know what you do I need to, this is why I can't pick the squad at the minute cuz I don't know what you do at right back at... I have not think... seen a lot a lot a lot of Atletico Madrid but from what I gather when he plays Trippier is sensational for them and he was absolutely sensational at the last world cup True. Um, I think Rhys James is on fire the he wasn't against Albion Trent Alexander-Arnold is probably the he's our most talented right back most talented right back without a shadow of a doubt Kyle Walker can also it's still so very very good I think he also goes in cause the he can play centre back yeah. yeah real tough one
0: last one Tyrone Mings
1: oh yeah, Ezri
0: in. I'll accept that. I'll have that. Although he's not a left-sided defender, but we'll have it.
1: Yeah, I don't want Minza. or Cody to be honest. Uh, unless you're playing
0: a back three, I don't think Cody makes sense.
1: Um, we're we're, we're centre half really worries me. Really yeah, worries I, me. I
0: think I think England need to go out and and, and just try and outscore opposition teams because I don't think they're going to keep
1: clean sheets. But that's why we'll play two holding midfielders. Yeah, I'm know what, that's what upsets me. Ah, oh, don't get me started. You've got to play two older midfielders. You've got to play that. We're
0: not going to keep got... a clean sheet anyway.
1: What What do you mean you're not going to keep that? You might keep it. Like, they're still good players. they have got Harry Maguire and John Stones and is are two centre-backs, of course you can keep a clean sheet. I'm not so sure. People need to get their head around the fact that in international football, you don't get a lot of chances. You've got like you've got to keep things tight at the back. You've got to keep things tight at the back. That is why you need two holding midfielders. That is why Southgate... Just trust Southgate, everyone. Just trust him. He genuinely knows what he's doing. Genuinely knows what he's doing. And for everyone who's like, oh, but why play two defensive midfielders against San Marino or Albania, or whoever else we played? Because we've only got two more games till the tournament starts. There's no point in beating San Marino 8-0 and Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice having never played together. You might as well beat them 5-0 and Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips having learnt about each other and each other's game. It really doesn't matter how many you put past San Marino. It's about building partnerships on the field. It really gets me angry. It really, really gets me angry.
0: Yeah, the passion is coming through. It makes Um, me so
1: angry. Southgate gets criticised for having a long-term plan. It's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It drives, me, it drives me mad. It makes me laugh, mate. It
0: makes me laugh. Right, before we finish, um, quick competition. I've got two programmes sitting on my desk at home uh, from Albion Games this season. One of them is a very good-looking Crystal Palace West Brom one. Both, you'll see pictures of these, by the way. Um, and I know it wasn't a great day at Selhurst Park, but it's a, it's a very good-looking programme. Second one from Molyneux, uh, I think a, a day most Albion fans will remember very fondly. Uh the three two win. I've got two of them. I'm not gonna use them, so I thought why not why not make a little competition and give a chance for a real Albion fan to win um these programmes. So you'll you'll get a chance at each one. One goes to the person who submits the best iTunes review in the next seven days before the next podcast. Um I will I'll I'll cast my eye upon our iTunes reviews if you've written a nice one. Uh it could be a funny one, uh as long as it's five stars, please. Um, I will pick out a winner that will be named at the next podcast. Second one goes to anyone who retweets any Albion Potty tweet from myself, Joe, or the official account uh, over the next week or so. There'll be a couple of them going out. I'm sure, Joe, you'll probably tweet it. I'll tweet it. The Albion Poddy account will tweet it. So if you retweet one of them, you'll also be with a chance to win in one. Um, and yeah, so these 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 programs can go to a good home. Lastly, Joe, um, Southampton. At home, that's the next game. Monday evening, so we've got to wait a little while for it. But this is a big one all of a sudden. If they've got any realistic hopes of survival, they need to follow up the Chelsea game with a win.
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Already said it, haven't we? But that is absolutely right. This must win. This must win. Um, said it a million times in this podcast. Southampton are the ones, the team The, the team this season, I struggle the most with just because I thought they were absolutely fantastic at St Mary's. Um they're probably, pff, I can't remember many performances better against Albion this season um, than Southampton at St. Mary's. They were absolutely sensational. Um, they proper out-energised them. Mm. Um, they just pressed them all over the park. They could have won four or five. They're a good side they're a good good side. They're obviously a strange side because they're capable of that and they're also capable of the form they've shown recently. They play this four four two, which is like a narrow four four two, isn't it? It's like, it's like a, a four, four, two, 2 two. Two two two, all the twos. Um But I think if Albion set up similar to how they did at Chelsea, four to, I think think four-two-three-one, get players in between the lines. I think they've got a massive chance, I really, really do. I I really, I really do. Um, I don't like saying it because whenever we predict Albion to do well, they don't do well. Whenever you think they've got no chance, like against Chelsea, they go and do that. So who knows? Who knows what Albion's going to turn up? Who knows what Southampton's going to turn up? But Southampton got some good players. Um, obviously, James Ward-Prowse. Really, it, it, he's a, he could go to the he could go to the Euros, couldn't they? I think that's, that's yeah. He's in this in a serious. Um, chance of that Vestergaard centre-back's a rock oh, uh, I think he's really good Ings is a fabulous footballer um, absolutely fabulous not surprised at all to see him link with Man City um, I think he is that good
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I've always 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 had a massive soft spot for Nathan Redmond um, I think he's a really good player um, Armstrong one side Minamino on loan from Liverpool the other good players Good, good players. Um, Even the likes
0: of Che Adams off the bench. Yeah. Can change a game, aren't they?
1: So, very, very tough game. Albion um, are going to be at the best, aren't they, again? Mm. Can they game... do it? Absolutely, they can, but it's going to be tough.
0: Yeah, games to keep an eye on Fulham. Play Wolves Friday. Yeah. Newcastle, Burnley, Saturday midday. So, if those results go their way, I mean, it's not very often... We root for Wolves on this podcast, but we are tomorrow. <laughs> uh, and then Burnley, you know, we will, you'd want Burnley to beat Newcastle, wouldn't you? And then, of course, Brighton. Everton is is after Albion on on Monday night.
1: Yeah, is Newcastle the team to catch for me? They're the only team I'm genuinely looking at. Mm. Um,
0: Fulham have stuttered though. That, I think that game against Villa could kill them.
1: Um. Yeah.
0: One nil yeah. up with fifteen minutes to go, absolutely collapsed.
1: Yeah, that is true. I'm just not. Yeah, I'm not as impressed with Fulham as everyone else seems to be. You see, um, I think they, they
0: went on that run, didn't they? Where I think everyone was like, "Oh my god!" No, no I must admit, I bought into it a little bit.
1: I think they... I did buy into it a bit as well. But
0: their game management against Villa was catastrophic.
1: Yeah, I mean, I genuinely think. The games over the weekend or Friday with the Wolves and one will sort of impact Albion a bit on Monday. Um, yeah, if,
0: if the results go their way, then they they should be bang up for it.
1: Yeah, I do think it'll make a difference. Um, and likewise, Southampton. What are they really
0: playing for now?
1: Yes, that's a good question. That is, and there's a few teams maybe like that.
0: Southampton thirteenth, thirty six points. They're not going down. They're not challenging for European places. Yeah, it's a type of game where in a 50-50 challenge, James Ward-Prowse isn't going to want to, you know, hurt himself. I don't himself. know. I think it's a
1: bit early. It means he's got an England place to play for, hasn't he? So they're professionals. Um, I think, Do you think maybe
0: co- five games time. That's when players start to switch. I think off maybe.
1: A I think maybe it's more like two. Hmm. Um. I mean, it's only a couple, really, when um, that does happen. But it does happen because. We've talked about it before, but footballers have said it to me. It does happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tough game. Can they do it? Yes. Oh, It's going to be. Oh, it's, it's weird days. It's weird, isn't it? Because this massive games now. Every night. Like, is it the Newcastle game Sunday, isn't it? Uh, s-
0: Saturday midday.
1: Oh, is it? So They're, we playing some,
0: Burnley. They're playing Burnley.
1: We've got Fulham tomorrow, Newcastle, Saturday, and then Monday. S- Sunday is a calm before the storm. Yeah.
0: Right, OK, that just about does it, Joe. Unless you've got anything else to add, mate?
1: No, all good, mate.
0: All right, cool. One hour, 13 minutes and 44 seconds or so of Albion. Not too long. Chit-chat for you. Uh, make sure... You issue an iTunes review and retweet the podcast on Twitter if you do want to be in a chance of winning one of those programmes. But from me, from Joe, a fun fellow.